Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hey, it's Glenn Washington from Snap Judgment. And if you love what you're hearing, and I know you love what you're hearing, please consider becoming a KQED member special access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. Plus, you'll sleep better at night knowing you did your part for the community you depend upon. It's in you. Please be in it. Visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to sign up now. That's podcast with an S. Thanks. From KQED. Good morning. This is the California Report. I'm Evi Bolaños in San Francisco, and here are some of the California stories we're following. Governor Gavin Newsom took the stage in Georgia to debate Florida Governor Ron DeSantis last night. The governors took shots at opposing states' gun laws, education, and the handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. And then there was this from DeSantis. This is a map of San Francisco. There's a lot of plots on that. You may be asking, what is that plotting? Well, this is an app where they plot the human feces that are found on the streets of San Francisco. And the California Public Utilities Commission delayed voting on a settlement with PG&E for its role in the 2021 Dixie Fire. The settlement would allow PG&E to pay a $45 million fine but admit to no wrongdoing. Here's Commissioner Darcy Houck. We still need sufficient information to be able to make the findings as to whether it's reasonable in the public interest or in compliance with the law. I'm concerned that there's just not enough information here. The commission will reconsider the deal in January. Merced County has the highest rate of homicide in the state. It's also severely lacking deputies. Sheriff Vernon Warnke says the shortage is so bad, he's disassembling units like for gang enforcement just to cover everyday patrol. KVPR's Elizabeth Arcalian reports. Sheriff Vernon Warnke addressed the County Board of Supervisors this week, pleading for funding for his department, calling it a dire situation. We're getting at desperate times. Folks, I'm, I'm ringing the alarm. Warnke's chief complaint is that deputies are leaving because pay and benefits are not keeping up with other agencies. He told the supervisors he's to the point of pulling school resource officers off campuses and putting them on patrol. There are shortages across many departments, including dispatch and investigations. In the last year, deputies in the state's homicide capital responded to a heinous murder that made national headlines when a local sick family was kidnapped and murdered. There was also historic flooding in the unincorporated town of Planada. Here's Warnke. We had two areas in this county that stretched our resources to the limit. The citizens in this county, when that flooding happened, they were ready to jump in. But we shouldn't have to rely on the citizens to jump in. We should be the ones protecting. Any additional money for the sheriff's department will have to be approved by the Board of Supervisors. No official word yet on when that might be. For the California Report, I'm Elizabeth Arcalian. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. 
Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Hi there, I'm Randa Dirfatah from Throughline. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. The housing crisis in California can be felt in all parts of the state. That includes at colleges and universities where more and more students are struggling to find on-campus housing. At Cal Poly Humboldt, some students have turned to sleeping in their cars. And now the university is fining them for doing so. To fill us in on the situation is Jillian Wells. She's a reporter with a lumberjack at Cal Poly Humboldt. Hi, Jillian. Hello. So, Jillian, can you describe the housing situation at your university? Yeah. So for a bit of background, last spring semester, there was a huge housing crisis. Um, The university was anticipating getting thousands of students for the next year. Um, So what they said was that returning students wouldn't be able to live on campus and that only freshmen and new transfers would be able to live in the dorms on campus. And this caused a lot of outrage. There was a protest. Students were very unhappy. Um, Even myself, I had to move off campus um, and live in a house in Eureka, which is like a 20-minute drive. Mm -hmm. And so currently where we're at is the university did not get the amount of new enrollment that they thought they would. And we had less than 100 new students when they were anticipating thousands. And so currently there's a lot of empty beds on campus. Wow. And there are still students living in their cars. What are some of the circumstances that have gotten them to that point? From what I know, it's usually they may not have a lot of support from home and don't have, you know, the money to pay $10,000 a year for on-campus housing. And this solution just made sense for them um, financially. And yeah, it's also a really neat option, too, because students are happy with how sustainable it is because you're constantly aware of your consumption. And I was told it, you know, it lowers your carbon footprint. And how did the university respond to this? Well, people have been living in their vans and RVs on campus for many, many semesters. And just this year, when I wrote an article about students doing what I called van life, then the university not long after sent out an email stating that it's against parking policy. And this policy had not been previously enforced whatsoever. And essentially, they just said that they would have to move off campus or go into temporary housing. What has been the response from students? Well, initially, after they sent out the first email, students were obviously very outraged. And they held a protest. They tried to talk with administrators. Um, But now the university hasn't... Um, been willing to negotiate or do anything like that. So they started citing students. And because of this, because they're essentially being attacked financially, a lot of them, from what I know, have moved off campus. And some have moved into temporary housing. But many of the students that I know were just said that that's temporary. You know, it's not a real solution for them. 
That was Jillian Wells, a reporter with the Lumberjack at Cal Poly Humboldt. Jillian, thank you so much for your time. Yep, no problem. Support for the California Report comes from the Wesley Foundation, investing in California's underserved children and youth. Hint, fruit-infused water with no sugar or diet sweeteners. Hint's 25 flavors include blackberry, coconut, and blueberry lemon. In stores or at hintwater.com. And Eric and Wendy Schmidt, whose philanthropy includes Schmidt Ocean Institute, advancing the frontiers of ocean science, exploration, and discovery on the web at schmidtocean.org. And that's the California Report for Friday, December 1st. We're a production of KQED Public Radio. Our engineers are Danny Bringer, Brendan Willard, Jim Bennett, Brian Douglas, and Seal Muller. Our producers are Billy Cruz, Izzy Bloom, and Keith Mizuguchi. Our senior editor is Angela Corral. Our vice president of news is Ethan Toven Lindsay. And our chief content officer is Holly Kernan. I'm your host, Madi Bolaños. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid, and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio, it was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support. Hi, I'm Sasha Coca, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse Golden State. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey, that's where you go to Sunshine State, but we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts.